Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. I hope that your day is off to a great start. Today, I'm so excited as I think about the unique plan that God has for us. That's right. God has an incredible plan just for you. And today, we're going to actually highlight that truth through a plan that God had for this woman who is recorded in the book of Proverbs, and she's wonderfully known as the Proverbs 31 woman. So, Bethany, welcome to the show. What do you think when I say Proverbs 31 woman? Kind of perfect? Oh, maybe? Yes. (laughs) It's a little intimidating. It's so intimidating. Okay, confession time. Can we just start with confession time? I like when we start with confession time. Oh, I just feel like I'm going to get on the couch right now. (laughs) Just lie down. (laughs) That's right. Tell all your secrets. Okay, so I've been in ministry for like, what, 15 years? This is my first time to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman in a teaching session. Are you even like a women's ministry leader if you haven't taught on that? Let me go a step further and tell you another story. (laughs) Okay. So whenever I was young and I just had Jake, so this was like 19 years ago now, I was in church and I realized that the lesson that day was on the Proverbs 31 woman. I leaned over to my husband. I'm like, I'm going to run to the nursery and check on Jake. And I never came back. Oh, no. Yes. What is wrong with me? Do you just run away from the Proverbs 31 woman? Yes. Two reasons. I've done a lot of digging. It's like I've already been to the counselor. I've diagnosed myself about this. Let's hear yourself diagnosis. I realize now that I have always stereotyped her. Hmm. I put her into a box and that box just didn't line up with how I saw myself. And then... I compared myself to that box. And so it made me run away from any kind of deep study on her life. And let me just say from the very beginning, through my research on the Proverbs 31 lady, we don't know if she was a real person or a figurative person that kind of just exemplifies womanhood. But today, as I come to our time together, our conversation, I'm in a completely different place. Really? Yes, ma'am. You're excited about it? I'm excited about it because like, there's so much freedom in realizing Mm -hmm. what I said at the top of the show, which is that God uniquely made made us to fulfill his purposes mm-hmm. and that it's not stereotypical and it's not anything that we compare ourselves to, but rather realizing that we're created in the image of God to be in relationship with God, to honor God, to glorify God, and then to live out his plans and purposes. That's unique to all of us. And so if we take any kind of approach to the Proverbs 31 woman or anybody else and we go, oh, that's the plan and we have to be just like that, then of course we're going to run from that because that's not comfortable, right? right. That's not in line with God's plan and purposes. So we're going to dispel some myths today. We're going to get real. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to see that there's really practical things that we can take from the Proverbs 31 woman and apply it to our life. Well, I'm excited to jump in. Let's do it. Okay. So the first thing that we want to start off thinking about is that at the beginning of each show on the book of Proverbs, and we're in a five-part series, by the way, Mm -hmm. I've loved the series. What do you think? It's been so good. I love all the little tidbits of wisdom that we've heard from other people on social media, as well as what you've shared. It's just, it's been so good. Well, that's exactly how we're going to start this program. You know, each program we'd started out with just different things that people have shared about the advice that they received from their parents or maybe advice that they gave to their children. And today, this is our last program on Proverbs. I thought we should maybe hear some of the advice my parents shared with me. Yeah, I want to hear that. Okay, so there's all, they're just such wise people. Yeah. You know, my, my parents are just full of wisdom, and they always said that I should be a part of the solution. Hmm. Always find a way to be a part of the solution, you know, and so that was important for me growing up to look at a situation, diagnose what was going on in that situation, and then find out how I can help that 
that situation. And now as I look at the Proverbs 31 woman, I think that's what she did. She was a part of the solution. We see in the book of Proverbs that there's a long list of all the things that she did. Right. And so I just thought I might share that list today because it's it's pretty lengthy. Like she is worthy of some serious respect. Okay. So I'm just going to list out some of the things that she did. She brought good. She worked with her hands. She brought food. She got up early. Okay. Well, that's one trait I got. You that's what I win. have. You win on the early trait. <laughs> that's what I have. I don't know, how I don't you know do about it. all the other traits, but I can do that one. Well, this girl, she would get up early. She bought a field. So I'm like, she's an entrepreneur, yeah. like on top of everything else. Right. Like she bought things. All into the agriculture. All into the agriculture. She worked hard. She was strong. She made money and mm. she thought ahead. She made things. So like she was crafty. She gave to the poor. She made her husband look good. Aww. And like she made him look really well respected. She made things. She sold things. She was full of dignity. When she would speak, words of wisdom would come out of her mouth. She watched over her household. And here's another thing. Her children, they blessed her. Hmm. Like, um, okay, that doesn't happen all the time at my house. <laughs> you got two teenage in, in boys. Fact, look at my shirt today. Because I said so, hashtag mom life. That's right. I, <laughs> I love that that's shirt. That's why my children have to do what I said. Okay, so blessed by her children, blessed by her husband. She surpassed others so like when she was compared to others which we don't want to get into the comparison trap but still she she was doing her thing and she feared the lord and so like that is a very long list Mm -hmm. of things that like if i read that and thought i have to do all of that then naturally we're going to feel just a little bit overwhelmed. I'm tired just thinking about it. That sounds exhausting. It does. Okay, so you were telling me last week, Bethany, that you read a list Mm -hmm. online and you kind of had this same response. Yeah. Tell me about that. (laughs) Yeah, so I was scrolling through Pinterest and I stumbled across an article that this was like the title of it. It said, the 10 things that successful women do before 5 a.m. Oh, And I read it because I was like, okay, I get up before 5 a.m. What should I be doing? So I was scrolling through it and it was like, you know, they make themselves an egg white omelet. They meditate. They journal. They go for a five mile run. They do this and this and this. And the whole list, it had good intentions. But halfway through, I was like, okay, I don't have time for this. Like I sleep as long as I possibly can throw my hair up in a ponytail some days and I just go to work. Like that's what I do. And I don't know. I think that as intimidating as the Proverbs 31 woman can be sometimes when we read about her, it's something that all of us face today, just with social media and with even daily interactions with people, we can compare ourselves to other people and think, okay, what should I be doing? How am I failing? Am I not enough in this area? It's an easy trap for us to fall into. Well, let's talk about the traps. Let's talk about the stereotypical trap and then the comparison trap, because I think both of those are easy for us to fall into in all aspects of our mm-hmm. life. So when I think about the Proverbs 31 lady, I think of June Cleaver on steroids. <laughs> I I can totally see that. She had like the apron. Her hair was always perfect. Pearls on. She also always had a word of encouragement and wisdom and that smile on her face. And like, you know, no matter what Beaver did, she handled it with such beauty and (laughs) grace. With like a meatloaf in her hands, like pulling it out of the oven. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so like, I think what I would do with the Proverbs 31 lady is that I would put her in that category and then I would line my life up with it and I would just be like there's no possible way Mm -hmm. you know there's just no way that this is going to sync up I'm not that kind of 
person. And then the comparison trap, I would look at this long list and I would just go, oh my goodness, like this is unattainable. And that's where I believe the wisdom from my parents is just so helpful, which is whatever your situation looks like, make sure that you're being a part of the solution. Because here's what we have to realize about Proverbs 31, lady, is that this is what beauty and grace and godliness look like in her situation. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that this list is what our situation is calling for. There were two character qualities in the book of Proverbs, specifically in chapter 31, that I think will give us some insight into how she was able to do all of these things. And here's what I'm going to submit to us today. These are the two character qualities that we need to say, okay, this is where my life needs to line up and I need to keep my eye on these two things. Okay, so the first one is found in Proverbs chapter 31, starting in verse 10. And this is what it says. A wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. And so like this concept of nobility, this concept of having like a noble character, and we're going to talk on the other side of the break about what that actually means and what that looks like. But just let that resonate within your life that we should seek to attain a right character, a right heart before the Lord, a right heart with other people. And when we do that, we are a part of the solution. And then the other character quality that we see in the Proverbs 31 lady is found at the end of the chapter. I love that it's bookend. Yeah. Like there's a bookend here. There's a beginning and an ending. Everything in between is just fleshing out what these two character qualities look like in her day, in her life. And here's what it says. Verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So having that fear of the Lord and remember, Bethany, the purpose of Proverbs is to teach us about wisdom and discernment and understanding and how to take the word of God and apply it to our everyday lives. And fear is at the very beginning of chapter one and it's at the very end of chapter 31. So we can't miss that. It's kind of just the foundation of everything else. Like we can't truly worship the Lord. I don't think we can truly love the Lord unless that fear and that reverence is there first when you realize who God is, who we are, what our sin looks like in our lives and how holy he is. That's the foundation of everything else. And that positions us to respond to him in obedience and trust and faith and surrender all the things that we've talked about in our series. And that is what allows us to be a Proverbs 31 lady in the midst of our situation where we are seeing what God is doing and we're just joining him there and we're a part of the solution. So when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about these two character qualities and what they look like in our everyday lives. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking about this legendary Proverbs 31 lady. And Bethany, on the other side of the break, I shared some of my just kind of preconceived notions several years back with the Proverbs 31 lady. And I forgot to ask you, what are what are some of yours? You know, I think with the Proverbs 31 woman growing up, I always viewed her as what I needed to be whenever I became a wife and a mom. But I think, you know, it's like any other part of the Bible. Every single part applies to all of us, no matter what life stage we're at. All of the, you know, verses kind of that described her 
again, that is just a picture of what her life looked like in the context of her calling and the context of her roles and responsibilities. But that doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to women who aren't married, who Mm -hmm. do not have children, who maybe are working inside the home or working outside the home. There are so many applications for the truths that we find in the Proverbs 31 example. Well, because everybody's spiritual gifts are different and everyone has different strengths. So, you know, there's the verse she cooked and prepared food and, you know, Maybe some of you listening, like, no one needs to eat your food. Like, maybe that's you. And that's okay. You can still be a Proverbs 31 woman (laughs) and be a horrific cook. It's okay. That's right. Because takeout is your friend. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are talking about the Proverbs 31 lady. And really, honestly, I want to give a chance just to talk about, like, what an encouragement she is to me. Just really being a part of the solution, whether it was what was going on in her home, with their finances, in their relationships, across the board, she was very much a part of the solution. And that's what we need to be in the context of our relationships and our roles and our callings. Remember, we started the program by saying that we're made in the image of God to be in relationship with God. He calls us to plans and purposes that are good and us stepping into those with faith and trust and obedience and surrender. That's what positions us to be like her and to live a life of meaning and a life that creates legacy. And so there were two character qualities that we introduced on the other side of the break that we really need to take a few minutes and just talk about. And so the first one is a woman of noble character. And the word noble character, it's this idea of power and strength and virtue. And so I think about that and how that attitude and that character quality shapes our mindset to have a biblical mindset. It shapes our actions, our reactions, our words, our willingness to step out in faith instead of to shrink back in fear. And we see why this woman was able to meet the challenges of life with resolve and resiliency. And I think too, like having control of our emotions is Mm -hmm. a big part of what we see in her story because like she didn't fear the future. And what would that be like if we really had such a resolve in our relationship with the Lord to know that he's got us and that he has a plan and that he is good and that we can trust him Mm -hmm. and that there's a resiliency no matter what the circumstance is to be where he is doing what he calls us to do and that's a noble character that's a strong individual who's not wavered by the situations of life that would be transformational I think for so many women myself included throughout my life I mean I've struggled with anxiety off and on when I was little I had really bad panic attacks and would just be paralyzed by fear Mm -hmm. honestly and it's a horrible feeling it's something that none of us want or desire for ourselves but it's a struggle that even to this day I mean I, I don't get panic attacks anymore I'm thankful for that but I still have to kind of steady myself and there's times where I have to take a deep breath and go okay God's in control like he's got this and it's just a constant renewing of my mind that I still need to work on and still have to work through all of those feelings because they're still there you know and everybody deals with anxiety at times I certainly can relate to that in all transparency this has been kind of a trying season for my family you know this during the recording of the series on Proverbs my husband lost his job you know and it was just really unexpected and it's hard you know and it's something where even though you have deep 
faith in the Lord, it's unsettling. And so I was walking through that as we've been recording this and God has been so good. He's been so near. He's been so faithful. He's given us the opportunity to trust him in an unknown season and on an unknown road. And actually a friend of mine sent this verse from Proverbs 31 to me during the midst of this. And it says she can laugh at the days to come. It's like she has such a strength in God. She has such a strong resolve in the power of God and just the belief that God is willing and able that she looks at her challenges and she laughs at them because she's like, that challenge is nothing for my God, for the one who came to set us free from our fear and our anxiety and our worry and our concern. I wish that for everyone listening and myself included, that we could all look at challenges the way that this Proverbs 31 woman does of change may be difficult. It may be scary, but it is an opportunity for God to be glorified. If we started looking at challenges and change that way, instead of looking at them as something big and scary, how would our lives be transformed by that? As we've walked through this, you know, just clinging to God, you know, and and let me just go ahead and tell the rest of the story. The Lord delivered a job to my husband in seven days. I Mm -hmm. mean, so it was just a miraculous thing, a truly amazing set of events that just led to us having a deeper faith in just belief and trust in the Lord. This is what occurred to me. We all want that Red Sea faith, but none of us want a Red Sea moment. (laughs) Really? Like we want that faith that knows God is with us Mm -hmm. and that he is for us and that he is able and that there's no challenge that's too difficult for him and that we can rest in him. But in the process of developing that faith, we're we're like, no, Lord, please, you know, please, no, I don't want like another route I could take. (laughs) That's right. But going back to the Proverbs 30, one example, she had noble character, which was this strength and this virtue. And that came from her relationship with the Lord. And so all of these circumstances that she walked through, she walked through it with a strength in her God. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of our girl, Ruth, you yeah. know, how much I love Ruth, I know you you know, love Ruth. my bestie in the Old Testament. <laughs> and this was the phrase that was used to describe her. She was a woman of noble character. Remember, she was in the field with Boaz and Boaz says, everyone knows that you're a woman of noble character. Yeah. You're a woman of strength. You're a woman of virtue. And when you understand Ruth's story, it was full of hardship. It was full of trials, and yet she found refuge in the one true God. And so here's the application we take from the very beginning of Proverbs 31, not this laundry list of things that we have to do or should do or can do. It is a strength. It is a power in our relationship with God. And then that teaches us what our daily reactions should be. So that's really good. We got to lock that in to our life. Yeah. And and it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about what your parents said to you about being a part of the solution. I think of Ruth. She really does exemplify the Proverbs 31 woman because she didn't just sit around complaining about all of the hardship that she dealt with in her life. She went out into the field and she started gathering. She was part of the solution. That's right. And some people think that she actually is the Proverbs 31 lady. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Yes. And now I'm like, I can kind of see it <laughs> because she's my, you know, Old Testament bestie. I'm like, I shunned her for all those years. Little did How I know. You do that? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. So number one character quality, noble character, dignity, power, virtue, We are founded in our relationship with Christ. And then at the end of Proverbs 31, we see the importance of a woman who fears the Lord. And this is just a great place to interject something that hit me like a ton of bricks as I was doing my research that I think is so powerful. Listen, the book of Proverbs is all about 
understanding the fear of the Lord, applying the fear of the Lord to our lives, let's not miss that God gives us an example of a woman at the end of this book. Mm. I mean, he could have ended this book any number of ways, but God values the role of women. God values the life of a woman. And so like, we don't need to miss that we are made in the image of God, that we are uniquely created to be in relationship with God and to live for the glory of God. And that is all in the midst of our womanhood. You know, that's something to celebrate. Oh, completely. I mean, as women, we have such a unique role, you know, for moms raising kids. You have the opportunity in the carpool lane, dropping them off at school or running errands with your kids, taking them to soccer practice to invest in them. Or maybe you don't have kids and and you're like me and you're an aunt you can still invest in your nieces and your nephews or any other kind of person that's in your life. You have the opportunity to point them back to Christ and and teach them to fear the Lord. It's a unique role that we have as women to be investors, Mm -hmm. you know, to be champions of people and their stories and their callings and just their life, you know, and it starts with realizing that God valued ours. And then once we realize that he valued ours, then we're willing to lay down our lives and to demonstrate that for others. So it's all connected to Together. So we see that as a woman, we're called to fear the Lord. You know, we're called to have this reverence and this humility and awe, in a sense, of who he is and how he works in our life. You know, and we, we see that the whole book of Proverbs is about that. I mean, that's what Solomon is trying to explain to his son is like everything starts with the fear of the Lord. And it goes back to, you know, whenever God told Solomon, you can have anything that you want. And Solomon selected wisdom. There was a understanding in that entire dialogue between Solomon and the Lord that fear is important because at the heart of fear is recognizing he's God and we're not. And it's not what we think of fear of this terrifying God's going to crush me kind of thing. It's reverence. It's respect. It's humility on our part. Like you said, knowing who God is and who we are. And it's fear that leads to action. It's not fear that paralyzes you and separates you from God. It's fear that draws you closer to God and then propels you forward in action. In the book of Acts, we learn about a man named Cornelius. And what the Bible says about him is that he feared the Lord And it's the same fear that we see here in Proverbs 31. And what I love about this fear that just resonated in Cornelius's life is that it drove him to action. He was a Gentile and he still had a relationship with God. He feared God. He prayed daily to the Lord and he had a vision. And that vision required that he send for Peter, Mm. who at the time, that was kind of a scary thing because Peter was a Jew and Cornelius was a Gentile, but he didn't allow the fear of that current situation or dynamic to drive him. What drove him in that moment was obedience to the Lord and to the vision and to the work of the Lord in his life. And so if you're familiar with the early church and the development of the New Testament, you know that Cornelius did send for Peter, that Peter did come, and that that led to the Gentiles being included in the faith family of believers, which paved the way for us. And so we see that, you know, the fear of the Lord, it takes us out of our comfort zone. And it propels us forward in faith to do things that we never thought we were capable of doing. And it crosses all kinds of boundaries. And so like, that's the thing about the fear of the Lord. When we think about this list in Proverbs chapter 31, it is because she feared the Lord because of her noble character that she was able to do things that maybe in her own strength, she could have never done. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to take into our day. We have to take that strength. We have to take that resolve. We have to have that awe and that reverence and say, Lord, today, this is your day. This is your plan. This is your purpose. And I want to be about your kingdom 
kingdom work. And that's the whole point of the book of Proverbs. What is his kingdom call on our lives? And then just applying that to our everyday circumstances. And when we do that, then we do have a promise to claim that the people around us, they'll they'll see the difference that Jesus makes in our life. They'll see that resolve. They'll see that strength. They'll see that wisdom. And Bethany, that's the picture of that full, free, abundant life that we talk about all the time. And that includes Proverbs 31. And so instead of running from it, because maybe we have a stereotype or because we have a comparison, rather digging in and understanding that there's really two things here that we need to make sure that we are hitting the mark on, and that's noble character and fear of the Lord. And when we do that, things will work out. We'll be in the right places, doing the right things, and we'll be with the right people. And all of our life will reflect God. So as we close, I have a question. What does noble character and fear for the Lord look like in your context? Does that look like married, single, working in the home, working outside the home? Does that look like a community leader, a church leader? Does that look like an aunt or a grandmother? Or maybe that looks like a teenager who's just living her life for the glory of God. Wherever you are in your current season of life, know that God has a unique and individual and purposeful plan for you. He calls you into relationship with him. So you go live this thing with character, which is strength and fear, which is honor, and watch Jesus do incredible things in and through you. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.